Hey, this is Dave from Superior Speak, and you're listening to the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizards. You're thinking, you're people going to die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 378 of the So Wizard Podcast. I am your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-hosts, back from assignment, it's the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. I don't remember how long I've been gone, but I'm here. Well, it's great to have you back, and we've got the expert, Mr. Marquis, Markellis Rank. Yo, what is going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. You are listening to So Wizard Podcast, where three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly on the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. This week, we're going to be talking a little bit of news, including our first look at the book of Boba Fett. And then we're going to review the newest movie from Edgar Wright, starring Woman Crush of the Year 2020 and Anya Taylor-Joy, Last Night in Soho. But before we get into all of that, where have you been, Aubrey Litchfield? I don't even know. I don't remember how long I've been gone. Uh, two weeks. You missed Halloween Kills, and that was expected, and then you missed Dune. Oh. Uh, um, it, it's been it's been a busy it's a busy time of year because Noah has a birthday next week, and then I have to plan his party because he's still at the age where he likes those. And then Christmas comes along. Halloween just happened. And I'm in school. And it's like a nonstop hell train. Um, I started a second class that is on Saturdays. And I pretty much leave it on while I'm working. And I I work like four days a week. And uh, two of those days are 12-hour shifts. Um, And so I've just been going nonstop. And... uh, I don't know what day it is half the time. Awesome. Well, it's good to have you back at the very least. And Glad to be we're, back. We're happy to waste <laughs> more of your time with stuff that's completely useless and takes up probably more time than it should of your life. Uh, speaking of things taking up some more of your time than it's worth, Marcellus Reagans, how the hell are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I just want to welcome Aubrey back. Uh, like Joey was saying, it's, it's, uh, I do feel a little bad that we're, you know, dragging you away from your homework <laughs> to talk about yeah. stupid shit. <laughs> I can't seem to keep up with it anyway. It's a nightmare. Oh, there you your go. homework or the stupid shit? <laughs> All of Both. it. <laughs> <laughs> Everything. I can't keep up with anything. Uh, well, we're going to uh, maybe this would be a nice distraction for you. You know, take your mind off some things. It usually is. It's a nice distraction from my hellish life. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm doing pretty good. I'm uh, one movie away from my platinum status. So uh, Eternals, here I come. And uh, yeah, I realized that, you know, it's already November. So we're getting to the end of the year, man. And I got to like, I got to start watching some things. I, I need to have like a, I know what I, I, I know what I'm going to pick for my best movie of the year, but I want to find that like that rare like jewel that no one's really talking about. So I'm trying to get caught up on all of the movies that I missed so far uh, this year. Uh, <laughs> none, 
starring Nicolas Cage because I've, I've had it with him. <laughs> All right. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, myself, you know, uh, nothing too crazy. We had Halloween this past weekend as we record this um, first time, first time since my daughter was born that we did not go trick or treating. Oh, it's the end of an era. I, I'm telling you, man. Colin was, didn't want to go this year? No, he's just like, yeah, I don't feel like it. Uh, Fascinating. It's like there's a pandemic happening. He's like, maybe I want to stay indoors this year. <laughs> yeah, Colin didn't want to go. Um, Janine and her boyfriend hung out on the front porch and h- handed out candy to the kids in the neighborhood that were coming around trick-or-treating. And then we still had a bunch of candy left over because we didn't have a lot of kids. It was a little rainy. And we all watched Halloween parentheses 1978 okay was uh colin's first time ever, and janine's first time ever seeing it so and did you guys watch the uh the tv version or like the uh the regular movie version uh regular movie version that was uh on amazon so okay and, and i was like hey kids you know this movie's really scary oh my god are you sure you want to watch this it's like the scariest movie ever guess what yeah what was the final verdict <laughs> Um, mostly they found it boring. They didn't find it scary <laughs> and they spent most of their time making fun of everyone's clothes. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> Afterwards, Colin was like, that wasn't scary at all. And then you have to it's explain like, to him like in the seventies, that was considered high, <laughs> high scares. <laughs> well, even myself, when I was watching it with him, I'm like, wait a minute, this really isn't scary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, wait a minute. Why was I scared? Of this? Except I forgot there was a, a gratuitous sex scene in the middle of it. So I was like, well, kids, when uh, two drunk teenagers love each other very much, um, Michael Myers kills them. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that's going to be a running theme in all horror movies moving forward. That's right. When uh, when Riff Randall from Rock and Roll High School and some guy that looks like he's 75 years old, even though he's a teenager, um, love each other very much. Uh, yeah. And I, honestly, dude, I've just been watching movies, man. I, I don't know what's been going on. My weekends have been cleared up a little bit. So the last like two weekends, I mean, we talked about it last week. I watched a bunch of movies and this weekend I watched Halloween. And then uh, again, with the crazy over the air, like channel that we get that plays random shit. Like they play, um, quantum leap every night at seven o'clock. Nice. <laughs> All of it in sub four eighty. Um, <laughs> I watched uh, Elvira's Haunted Hills. Wait, was that a movie? <laughs> yeah. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> it's the sequel to her first movie, and it's really bad. <laughs> so I watched all of that with commercials uh, on TV. And and I watched uh, Army of Thieves on Netflix that I reviewed for uh, Patreon. So. Nice. Yeah. So it was, a, it was a busy weekend of not really doing anything important or productive, but it was busy. So... Enough about us. Let's talk about us. Marcellus Reagans, why don't you tell the listeners where they can find more So Wizard Podcast? All right. So everybody can go over to SoWizardPodcast.com where you will find a brand new episode every week. Uh, you'll also find some movie reviews from yours truly. Uh, you will find some recommendations on new movies, books, and TV shows from the awesome Adam Mollyhawk. Uh, you'll also find our merchandise there. We have a tea public store where you can shop to get some t-shirts, sweatshirts, journals, coffee mugs, baby onesies, all types of things with the So Wizard Podcast logo and designs all over it. Uh, you can also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, 
We have Twitter. We have Instagram. So definitely get at us. Uh, you can subscribe to us on iTunes and give us a five-star review while you're there. Uh, you can also find our show wherever podcasts are found, including Stitcher Radio app, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, my personal favorite, Spotify. We have a YouTube page with videos going up constantly from Adam Mollyhawk, including movie reviews, trailers, uh, trailer reactions, and interviews. Uh, we have a Patreon page where you can support the show for as little as a dollar a month, and you will be receiving bonus content and exclusive content from everyone here at the show. Shout out to all of our podcasting family in the Geek World All-Stars Podcast and Network. Back to you, Joey. your pants take off the bra and be a man <laughs> perfect all right Margellas, we've got news let's talk about it drop that drop and let's talk the news yo pump it up it's time for the news yo we getting ready to bring you the news boy all right, so this week in nerdy news, um, actually before I drop into the the big topics, I just wanted to uh, very quickly remind everyone to definitely check out our Facebook page, uh, the Soldier Podcast Facebook page, where you can see the links to the videos that Adam puts up on our website and on the YouTube page. Uh, there's some awesome interviews. There's one with a, a independent creator named Dan Buck, who's doing something really cool regarding like podcast and animation. Uh, I don't want to give too much of it away, but uh, it's a he's definitely doing something that's unique. Um, so definitely check out that interview. Uh, the interview with uh, Lauren Howard Hayes talks about her new movie, Bigfoot Famous, uh, that is coming out. Actually, I think it's it'll be out when this episode drops. And there's also an awesome interview with uh, Eleanor Lambert uh, talking about her new movie, Time Now. And I don't know if we mentioned it before, but. A friend of the show, Ico the Rain Man, uh, dropped a trailer for his movie that he uh, has been working on. It's called Ash. A-S-H. Uh, yeah, not ass. Right. <laughs> I want to make sure I get that spelled right. <laughs> not ass. Ass, ass, That's ass. a different type of movie. <laughs> it's after his movie career burns out and he starts making uh, direct-to-skin-of-max <laughs> movies. That is not going to happen. But, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, you know, he's going to be the guy that's going to make a good video game movie because it's inspired by a Silent Hill a video game. So, uh, yeah, definitely check out our Facebook page. You'll see the links to the trailers or to his trailer and you'll see links to the interviews. So definitely check those out. All right. So this week in nerdy news, uh, we had a couple of trailers that dropped uh, some big nerdy ones that are going to be near and dear to my heart. Uh, the first one I wanted to talk about was for uh, the new Disney Pixar film Lightyear. Uh, they made this announcement during their um, the meeting, the online meeting that they had a little while ago, where they were announcing a bunch of shows. Uh, this one is coming out next June, uh, and this tells us tells the story of the astronaut. I don't know if it's Buzz Lightyear, but it's the astronaut that is a space ranger that Andy was so in love with in the original Toy Story movie. Uh, but this is going to be, it looks like a kick-ass science fiction action movie. So what did you guys think of this teaser? Uh, let's start with Aubrey. Uh, hmm. Animation movies are so tough for me because I, I just don't really care about them until I see them and decide if it's something tolerable that I can watch with Noah. Okay. 
So for me, I don't, I don't really give shit about it at the moment. Maybe I'll like it a little bit more when it comes out. But and, and Pixar puts out really good movies, so I can't say that it's going to be shit automatically like it can with any DC movie that's announced. But um, I mean, I guess we'll see. It's it. I'm just I don't really care about any anything. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, enjoy. Hey, 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 Mark. Yeah. Um, what do you say to Aubrey when she thinks she doesn't have to watch Lightyear? Well, I'm afraid I've got some bad news. <laughs> <laughs> it's already on the schedule. <laughs> all right, Joey. So we got our first look at the uh, the teaser of this. What did you think of Lightyear? I'm still confused. How, where does this fit into the Toy Story cinematic universe? All right. So I I could be wrong, but this is where I think it fits. You so, can't be wrong. You're the expert. <laughs> so when Andy was a kid in the, in the Toy Story world, when Andy was a kid, he loved his Woody doll, which was based <laughs> on an old TV show. Woody. <laughs> wait, wait, what? He loved his Woody doll. <laughs> Woody action figure. Woody. <laughs> Good. You're a child. Yes, I am. Uh, so, and that was based on the TV show Woody's Roundup. Right. Andy's mom took him to a movie, and when he came home from that movie, he was like, "I need a Buzz Lightyear action figure." This is that movie. Okay, that that is what I needed. That was my original thought. Was like, this is the movie that Andy went to see with his mom that made him want a Buzz Lightyear toy. Right. But then there was also like. Wait, is this actually happening? <laughs> so, like in the world of Toy Story, are there actual Galactic Rangers? Like, what's happening here? <laughs> but, so, yeah, I mean, it looks cool. It, it, it I got to see more, but I don't want to see more. Yeah, because I don't want to spoil the movie. But I need to see more. It, it's it's a strange turn from Pixar to suddenly go into like a I don't want to say PG thirteen, but like harder PG action adventure movie. So that's interesting. Uh, I think I'm all set with cutesy stuff uh, animated wise from Pixar for a while. I think we've got our fill of that. Like, it's interesting to see what they're going to do, branching out into something different. Uh, is it going to work? I don't know. The characters still have Pixar face. So we'll see. But I, I'm interested, at least. I'm interested. I'm not running away screaming. It's not like I'm saying, hey, Aubrey, let's go watch Minions 3 right now. Yeah. Yeah. Aubrey, you're not going to have to see Minions 3, are you? Didn't they already release a Minions 3? No, it was supposed to come out like two years ago. I got pushed back to next summer because of uh, the pandemic. Yeah, they, they oh. did release a Despicable Me 3. That had been okay, maybe so that's this, what Sorry, this is of. Minions 2. My bad. Okay, I was thinking of Despicable Me. This is the fifth movie in the Despicable Me saga. <laughs> Why? Why are there so many? I don't know, man. People around here still have like inflatable minions on their lawn for holidays. So I guess I guess there's money in it. Well, I am actually really excited for Lightyear. I think it's going to be cool. Uh, The Incredibles is one of my favorite Pixar movies of all time. So if they can make something that's kind of in that vein, like a big action adventure movie, uh, I'm down for that. And uh, Chris Evans is super excited uh, to be playing this character for some reason. (laughs) I think he loves this he loves this more than he loved playing Captain America because he's a big Pixar fan. So this is like a dream come true for him. So, uh, yeah, I'm psyched for it. Uh, it will be coming out June 17th of 2022. We don't have long. All right. So then the next uh, big trailer that dropped is another thing that they announced at the the Disney kind of online expo, the the shareholders meeting. They announced that, they, that there's going to be 
a spinoff from The Mandalorian, uh, The Book of Boba Fett. Uh, we got that little title when uh, season two of The Mandalorian ended. And now we got our first look at some footage of Boba Fett in The Book of Boba Fett. So what did you think of this trailer? Let's go back to Joey. I mean, what do you think I thought of this trailer, really? Well, let's see. It's your favorite character, and they showed uh, just random scenes. So you probably loved it. You probably probably openly wept with it. Um, I wouldn't say I openly wept, but I'm pretty excited, damn excited about it. Um, it looks great. It was just random scenes and not a lot of action stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, so that was kind of weird. But so there's not anything where I was jumping up and down and fist pumping about it outside of it existing. But everything looks cool. And I like where they're going storyline wise, or at least appear to be through the trailer, which is really exploring him trying to set up being in that place where Jabba was and taking over running the underworld of Star Wars. Yeah. I've always been advocating if you are a patreon and watch our star wars talk videos and even on this show uh, uh wanting to see more of that side of the star wars universe instead of jedi 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 um stuff so uh that's exciting to me as well and I, it just looks fucking awesome man i mean he was great in mandalorian season two the first two seasons of mandalorian were top tier shit i'm just like all in i'm ready to fucking rock dude uh ming na wen is smoking hot and she's like almost 60 years old so let's go five out of five bring it on mean on when is so dope she and she's a nerd too that's the thing that's that's it's unbelievable like she's like you said she's hot as hell and she's a big nerd so she's like living her her best life uh i love it um aubrey what about you how did you feel about the book of boba fett trailer i'm super excited i mean there's not much to hate about anything uh, Star Wars related, especially Boba Fett. Boba Fett is like a fan favorite for no reason because he doesn't really do much. But he's always like this mystery character, so it's really cool to see him in his own show and learn more about him. And I'm super excited. I I don't think that they can do this wrong. I'm hoping I'm not disappointed, but I I think it's going to be great. Yeah, I know it's going to be nine episodes. Um, and I know uh, George Lucas wanted to make that Star Wars Underworld TV show. Like years ago. So I'm thinking they probably just went in the vault and grabbed some of his old outlines. Probably using some of that for the show, make things a little bit easier. Yeah, allegedly they had like, I think, three or five seasons completely done script-wise. And they just threw it in a drawer because it would be too expensive to make. So. <laughs> there you go. They probably dusted them off and be like, all right, we'll just cherry pick the best ones. Um, yeah, and one thing I don't understand is why are you talking shit to Boba Fett and you're standing right above the Rancor pit? Like, do you not know where you are, man? Come on, dude. Yeah, but, I mean, is there still a Rancor there? Dude, and if you, there is, isn't it, like, super old? You know we're getting, like, two Rancors. You know something's <laughs> going to fall in there, and there's going to be a Rancor, and then, like, there's going to be two Rancors, and then something else. Maybe that little uh, black and red spider that was crawling around <laughs> in the desert. That's Unless we learn monk. that the Rancor was, like, asexual and reproduced by itself. Really? <laughs> uh, that would be interesting. The spider thing is a monk. It's not uh, an evil thing. It just walks around Jabba's palace and doesn't do anything. Nerd. I mean, uh, that's the, cool. The red the red thing is actually its brain in a jar uh, attached to the body. <laughs> All right. So get that money ready for those those uh, pop figures of what's it what's it called again, Joey? The monk. <laughs> Bomar monk. Bomar monk. Get that pop figure Bomar monk money ready, everybody. I had a. Uh, 
three and three quarter inch action figure of it. It was a mail away. It is sent away for it. I'm sure they'll make a black series. One of those soon. So of course heard, they will. <laughs> I'm waiting for uh, Boba Fett and the rest of them to go up for a uh, pre-order. So. <laughs> yeah. So it's cool to see, um, uh, tomorrow, 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 Morrison. tomorrow, Morrison. Good to see him back. Looks like he's tr- slimmed down a little bit. Uh, it looks like he's ready for action and, uh, Ming-Na one looks good. So, um, yeah, I'm ready for it. Uh, December, 29th so we get the end of year out with some good star wars uh well, well with star wars hopefully it'll be good hopefully they'll explain yeah. why he came back or how he can how <laughs> uh yeah somewhere josh trank's crying <laughs> <laughs> he's at a bar drinking it could have been me <laughs> it should have been my movie uh all right so yeah so that's it that's it for the big news that happened for this week Awesome. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk all about Last Night in Soho. Welcome to Rhode Island Comic Con 2021, presented by Cardi's Furniture and Mattresses. November 5th, 6th, and 7th at the Dunkin' Donuts Center and Rhode Island Convention Center. Come back together with amazing cast reunions from Cobra Kai, The Mandalorian, The Boys, and Clerks. With a special Friday evening appearance by the one and only Kevin Smith. Catch up with artists, wrestlers, vendors, and so much more. Tickets are on sale now at all Toy Vault locations or online at www.ricomicon.com. Calling all New England toy record and collectible fans. The Bristol County Toy and Record Show is returning Saturday, December 11th at the District Center of the Arts, 15 Court Street, Tom, Massachusetts, from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Tickets are only $3 at the door, and early bird admission is $10 at 9 a.m., where you will be able to get the first picks of the day. There will be a concert the night of the event to be determined, and tickets will be sold separately, but you do not want to miss out. There will be over 30 of New England's best toy record and collectible vendors selling Star Wars, G.I. Joe, WWE, Transformers, vintage toys, and vinyl records, music memorabilia, and a whole stage full of KISS memorabilia. For more updates, please follow and like us on Facebook at Bristol County Toy and Record Show for more info. See you guys there. You don't want to miss it. And we are back. All right, guys. We all had a chance to go see The Last Night in Soho, the newest movie from Edgar Wright. Only in theaters. No streaming on this one. So it was a trip to the theaters for all of us to check it out. We're going to start with our non-spoiler impressions. And Marcellus will drop the drop, delineating the spoilers. So if you haven't seen it, you'll at least know what we thought. And you can bounce. The rest of you stick around. We're going to talk about it a little bit more. But before we get into that, Aubrey, what is Last Night in Soho all about? An aspiring fashion designer is mysteriously able to enter the 1960s where she encounters a dazzling wannabe singer. However, the glamour is not all it appears to be, and the dreams of the past start to crack and splinter into something far darker. Excellent. So, let's get started with our non-spoiler thoughts. Marcellus Riggins, what did you think of Last Night in Soho? I really liked this movie. I thought... The everything about it was like intriguing and I was invested in it and I thought it was done really, really well. It's not a perfect movie. Unfortunately, there are some issues with it um, and some might be deal breakers for some people. But I uh, I loved it so much. I'm, I might even go see it again um, and I'm definitely going to get it on uh, Blu-ray when it comes out. Interesting. Aubrey Litchfield, what would you think? 
Um, I think it's a really interesting concept, and the cinematography is done really well. I'm just not sure if I completely like the whole story. I think there are some issues with it, but it, it wasn't a bad movie. All right. All right. I don't know how to feel about it. Um, <laughs> I knew that was no, coming. Well, uh, no, well, here's the thing. Like, I really, really, really liked it. I really liked it. I liked mm-hmm. it a lot. I don't want to say I loved it because much like both of you guys are saying, there's some issues with the story, um, especially third act, maybe middle of second act. There's some issues here. And I think it holds the movie back from being the best it could be. I'm trying to not spoil anything because we're not in spoilers yet. (laughs) So um, I really liked it, but I don't know if it's a movie I could recommend to everybody. And I don't think it's as good as it could be. So that's disappointing. I will say that, you know, I'll just share for the group uh, my two reactions after I saw it walking out of the theater where uh, one, everyone else is very lucky that you can only win Woman Crush of the Year one year in a row. Because <laughs> uh, I'm Taylor Joy is hot as fuck. And um, uh, Jojo Rabbit looks like that. That's <laughs> Otherwise, uh, I want to say so much more, but I can't because it's all spoilers. All right. Um, But it sounds like we've got thumbs up from just about everybody across the board. So I think if you're an Edgar Wright fan or uh, you like uh, creepy kind of movies-ish, you should check it out. Uh, We'll definitely all agree on that. Now, there may be some issues. So the only way to talk about those are in spoilers. So let's drop our drop and let's spoil Last Night in Soho. What's your spoiler? Yeah, Here's the spoiler. You will die alone. <laughs> All right. So now we're spoiling the movie. Marcellus Reagans, give me some things you liked about the movie. It sounds like you're very positive. So let's go. Yeah, uh, I loved all of the performances. Uh, I thought Anya Taylor-Joy was amazing. The girl that played Ellie. Uh, Thomas and McKenzie, who I honestly like, I saw Jojo Rabbit. I love that movie. I didn't recognize her at all, <laughs> at all. But she was really good. Like her, you know, you have to um, when the movie starts off, you have to kind of uh, follow the character. You know what I mean? You kind of you, you find your protagonist and that's who you follow. And you immediately like her, like within 10 minutes of the movie. I'm like, OK, I am all down for this girl whatever whatever adventure she wants to go on i am there she's so um likable in the beginning of this movie so i I love that character uh and taryn stamp holy shit i love taryn stamp so much uh i might have to start digging up some of his other movies because uh he was amazing in this movie well you know i think he gets uh typecast people just continue to be like oh yeah general zod but (laughs) i mean the or uh, Chancellor Valorum. Oh, shit. <laughs> I, I completely forgot he was in that. <laughs> the dude's a top-tier actor. He's been in some shite movies, and even those, he's giving 110% every yep. single time. Yeah, he crushes in this movie. I love this character so much. I like the I love the soundtrack. Obviously, with Edgar Wright movies, is going to have a, a kick-ass soundtrack, and I love uh, the soundtrack to this. I thought it was amazing. Uh, I like the different genres. Uh, that really impressed me. You know, as soon as I saw that it was a movie about girls being bullied in school, I'm like, oh, Joey's all about this. <laughs> uh, as soon as there was like a group of mean girls, I'm like, oh, yep, yeah, here we go. Joey's giving us a five out of five. 
Um, Anya Taylor-Joy can fucking sing. Like, that was really her singing that song in the, in the middle of the movie, and that blew me away. It's like, Jesus Christ, this girl has all of this, and she can sing too? Like, come on. Spread a little around. Uh, and I love the, the, the whole concept of this girl who was so in love with the 60s, so in love with that time period, and that it turned into a almost a cautionary tale, like a be careful what you wish for type of thing. I love that it, it got flipped like that. Because uh, that I wasn't expecting. I thought she was going to run through the 60s and just have a grand old time. But seeing the dark side of uh, London, uh, I used to want to go there. Not so much. <laughs> Not so much anymore. Um, but yeah, those are pretty much all the things that I, I really loved about it. All right. Aubrey Litchfield, what did you like about this movie? I do like all the acting. I think that everybody did a really good job with it. I do like the concept of the movie. I think it's really interesting to have her like go back in time in her dreams and stuff. I think that that's uh, really cool. I'm, I'm sure per usual, I would like the book a lot more, but I do think that it is, it is a really cool concept and it is a really cool story in general. And the acting was really cool. I do like the, the different cinematography where they, they were able to capture like Anya Taylor joy, but then, um, Jojo Rabbit was in the mirrors. I think that that was kind of cool. Yeah, there was a but lot yeah. of there was a lot of really in cool camera tricks where they would be dancing and they would switch places, and you would think it's yeah. all CG, but it wasn't. They really did that shit like for real. Yeah, I do think that that was really well done. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I gotta tell you, you know, anytime you have an Edgar Wright movie, you can expect uh, it to look fantastic. And Aubrey's right. This movie looks great. And those scenes where she's in the dream world, I guess we would call it, or time traveling. I don't know what the concept would be at this point where she's in the mirror or she's walking and, and mimicking uh, Anya Taylor-Joy's character. It, it's fucking fantastic, especially the early ones that involve a lot of dancing and moving around and stuff like shit, man. That stuff looked awesome <laughs> like it looked great um you know even the opening scene where she's dancing in her room uh the way everything's set to music i mean that's just stuff i guess we would expect from egger Wright at this point yep. but it all looks fucking fantastic like the movie looks fucking great so uh even just some of the visual visuals where she's in her room and the uh, neon light from outside flashes different colors on her yeah all that stuff was fucking great man i really really liked the way this movie looked um and not just because there's hot chicks in it um i liked um all the acting was great all the acting even her uh landlord which was the uh lady from game of thrones yeah i didn't recognize that at all until afterwards yeah uh, even even her landlord um the guy that went to school with her that was like kind of dating her sad a thirsty guy yeah <laughs> yeah um he was in uh, attack the block Get the fuck out of here, was he? Yeah. Because he shit. looked wicked familiar to me. So after I got out of the movies, I looked up him on IMDb and he's barely been in anything, but he was in Attack the Block. Wait, was he? He wasn't one of the kids, like yeah. the, the little kids, like in a dumpster or not in a, yeah, the, not in a that, dumpster, but that like, jumped I in think a dumpster. he was one of the kids in, um, in their gang. Nah, I'm gonna look it up now, dude. <laughs> looking it up right now. He's one of the, he's one of the little kids, the, the kid was with he? the fake gun. Was he? I'll, I'm, I'll bet he was. Fred and George Weasley were also in this movie. Yes, that was dope. He was mayhem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was one of the little kids. 
Oh, what was the other kid's name? It was Mayhem and something else. Uh, props, props. <laughs> props. That's right. <laughs> that's right. We're props and mayhem. He was mayhem. Oh my god, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I thought he did a good job. Um, it was a weird role, and we'll get into that uh, in things I didn't like. But yeah, I thought he did a good job. Like everybody was good. You're right, Mark Taron Stamp, awesome. Um, just like everything was really good production-wise in this movie, acting-wise in this movie. Um, Aubrey, you're right. I loved the dream sequences and just the whole concept of the story. Like, uh, you know, I think looking at it from the outside in as I am watching it, I am definitely, like, strapped in and thinking this is a five-out-of-five movie. But there has to be things we didn't like. So, Mark Ellis Reagans, what didn't you like about this movie? All right, so the thing that kind of derails the movie is, unfortunately, the third act. Like, the <laughs> the first act is amazing, the second act is amazing, but the second act goes on way too long, because um, it's building a mystery. And then you... Much like uh, Sarah, Sarah McLaughlin. Yeah, <laughs> I set you up for that one. <laughs> Thank you. So when you get to the... For, for the, like, five people out there that get that. <laughs> so when you get to the... The answer to the mystery, the big climax, is like, oh, here's the answer. <laughs> and uh, some fire and then credits. And it's like, wait, what? <laughs> That's it? We spent the entire second act of her like still trying to uncover the mystery. Uh, that seemed to, to last way too long. Um, I knew that uh, I knew that Terrence Stamp's character was the um, the guy in the, in, the, in the middle of the movie. The guy that was questioning her, the guy from... Uh, he was like in Hunger Games, and uh, he's been in like a bunch of movies. You knew that because I had no idea. As, I assumed he was uh, Doctor Who the whole time. No, as soon as I want to say his name is like Sam Claflin, Claflin, something like that. Uh, as soon as I saw him come on the screen and he started talking, I'm like, "Holy shit, that's like a young Terrence Stamp. That's the Terrence Stamp character right there." And then so I'm like, "Okay, cool. So Terrence Stamp character actually means something to the story." What's he going to do? And then he dies in the most unceremoniously way. And then that was it. And I'm like, wait, <laughs> why was we following this character this whole time? And he was just being just an asshole for no reason at all. Like the, the, the her adventure could have ended so much more easier if he had just taken a second to be like, oh, yeah, I'm a cop. I was investigating this, blah, blah, blah. If he just said anything, but he was just being weird the whole the whole movie. Yeah, uh, freaking Mayhem was in class with her the whole time. We never got to see his designs. Like, what was he working on? <laughs> the only thing we saw was her dresses. Big deal. Big whoop. Didn't the old lady poison her at the end of the movie? Like, didn't she get some tea and she was poisoned? Like, what happened to the poison? Did she, did she just, like, will it off? Did she dream it away? That part makes no sense to me at all. And yeah, like I said, the end happens and then it's over. And I'm like, well, that was very anticlimactic. Uh, and then we get a little bit of a, a weird horror movie type of stinger, I guess, at the end. That I, I thought was really unnecessary. What was the stinger? Because we left. Was that after the credits? No, no, no not the no, not after the credits. When she goes back to the mirror and instead of seeing her mom, she sees Anya Taylor Joy's character. No. So it's like uh, oh, maybe she'll be back or whatever. It's, it reminded me of Carrie, of like uh, you know, the movie Carrie. But yeah, I think the first two acts are so strong. With especially with the music, cinematography, um, the ideals behind it, I love this so much that I'm willing to forgive the third act. But I would imagine a lot of people will not forgive it. All right, understandable. Aubrey, how about you? Some things you did not like about the movie? 
Um, I agree with Marcellus. I feel like there was some disconnect in some characters, like um, his name John, the kid in her class. Like they they don't do much character building, and then he's just like this important pivotal role in the end of the movie, whereas like, not even really pivotal. Like he's a bigger part in the end of the movie, and there's really no reason for it. And her mom killing herself, like, and seeing her mom in the mirror, like, that doesn't have any sort. It means nothing in the course of the movie. It feels like they just wanted to throw that in there for some thriller aspect of it. Um, I think it was supposed to imply that she had like a gift to see dead people. But I don't you, know. You're it, really it right, cooler. though. You're you're right, though. It's not like touched upon enough really or, or really they really didn't do anything with it uh, to, to be fair i'd much rather see anya taylor joy in the mirror than my mom but <laughs> yeah i just don't feel like there's there's some stuff that they didn't they didn't do enough with for me to give a shit um and it didn't have any impact because they didn't really expand upon it where they should have they kind of just left it to you know you, you make up your own stuff and I don't know. I don't really know why it's a thing that she dreams of. Like, why this house does she decide to dream about the past of this lady that she's living with? I don't really understand how that even comes about and why that's a thing. It would have been cool if, like, she's taken some mushrooms and just hallucinated it all. That I I'm going to assume, Aubrey, that it is the combination of her psychic ability and the amount of trauma and murder that took place in the room since there are all those dead bodies hidden in the house <laughs> but that's never really explained in the movie yeah i feel like there there's some parts where they really kind of fell off where they could have expanded on them and it would have been a fantastic movie and that would have taken it to the next step but they just kind of let that go they hired the editor of DC to do this <laughs> and take out important parts that make me not love this movie, but instead just like, Oh, it's okay. All right. All right. All right. Well, I'm going to agree with both you guys. And this movie really feels like, I don't know. And it sounds like you get the same vibe, but it feels like they came up with the idea. All right. This girl's going to go to London and she's going to dream about the sixties and she's going to go into her dreams and have an adventure. Um, and then they got like halfway through it and like, oh, shit, there needs to be like a hook to this or some sort of story. <laughs> and they threw it all in. It didn't quite make sense. So they're like, ah, fuck it. We'll fix it in post. <laughs> no, 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 no. Every, everything is laid out. I think everything is pretty much laid out the way that they intended it to be with all of the ghost and shit. It just feels like like the m more effort was put into the beginning of the movie than to the end. Um, that's 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 true. You know, the. The concept is awesome, but – and like you guys said, so she goes to um, fashion school, but like there there was no reason for her to go to fashion school. Like she could have gone to any school. She could have just been going to regular college. Like why did it have to be fashion school? Uh, so you can show the 60s fashions, and that's what her mom wanted to do. Her mom wanted to be a fashion designer. But what did her mom have to do with anything? She's following in her footsteps. Uh, I don't know. It just seems superfluous. Um, didn't really make any sense as to why she had to be going to fashion school. Um, and then just like stuff happens, but there's no consequence to it. So <laughs> she has um, mayhem over her house. Right. They're going to get it on. And then she has the crazy vision of what she thinks is Anya Taylor-Joy getting murdered. 
and freaks out. He knocks over the mirror, steps on the broken glass, blah, 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 blah. The next day, he's just like, oh, yeah, it's cool. You want to hang out again? Like, Like, are you you fucking – that dude almost got killed. (laughs) Like, the the woman that runs the place could have came upstairs and shot him. She could have called the police and they would have probably like – or at least – very least arrested him. Um, It it just seemed like like there has to be some other chicks you can bang in uh, London somewhere. Not gonna... he had his eyes set on her. He had his hooks into her. It's like this is the I girl. I guess so, but um same thing where she's in the library, she starts seeing the ghosts. Um she almost kills that woman with a pair of scissors. Yeah, the mean girl. She almost stabs the mean yeah. girl. You know there's consequences for that. There were no consequences. <laughs> no. To it. Everyone's it, she's back at school at the end of the movie, and everyone's like, Good job on your uh right. your costumes that you made. Except for the mean girl. The mean girl gave her the fucking evilest eye. <laughs> she walked by her. Well, well, of course she would. You almost fucking stabbed her and nothing happened. There was no consequence to it. You know. Um she, she, the police were involved, they were chasing her all over the city. Like <laughs> I, I, I don't understand. There was no consequence to it. She never checked what her landlord's name was. Uh, yeah, she did. But the landlord didn't go by Sandy. The landlord went by Alexander. She she went by Alex. Yeah. Alexander and or Alexandra. And she had had a vision of her saying her real name was that it wasn't Sandy. Oh, I don't know. I got nothing for that one. So she, the whole time she was paying like thousands of dollars a month for this fucking room. This lady didn't even know what her fucking name was. (laughs) She did, but she probably just thought it was Mrs. Collins or whatever the fuck it was. She probably wasn't uh, thinking it was Sandy. I don't know. And you are right, 100%, Mark Ellis. Um, she drinks the tea, and uh, old Sandy is like, well, just lay down here and go to bed, and then you're going to die. Yeah, right. Um, so then everything happens, blah, 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 blah. She gets put in the ambulance, and she falls asleep. <laughs> and she dies. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought happened. Like nobody, nobody told her. She didn't tell anybody she was poisoned. Like we didn't see her saying, "Oh, I was poisoned," or blah, blah blah. They weren't like pumping her for anything or whatnot. She just put on an oxygen mask and went to bed and fucking died. I would assume. <laughs> maybe the uh, fashion school at the end was her dream. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's her heaven. Maybe she is dead. Much like people say about uh, the first Grease movie, right. that the whole thing is a fever dream of Sandy dying on the beach. Exactly. That's why the car flies away at the end. Um, I, I I don't know. I don't know. That actually, now that you say that, that actually is pretty dark. But um, yeah, so just like all these things that happened in the back half of the movie, there never seemed to be any consequence for her of it happening. Like what happened with uh, Terrence Stamp dying like three feet away from her in the in the street? Like no one cared. She just ran away, and that was it. <laughs> the whole town comes out like, oh, Lindsay's dead. Oh, and then she just runs away. Yeah. There never seemed to be any consequence for what was happening, so it almost felt like they had cool ideas for these things they wanted to happen, and fuck it, this is what's going to happen. Right. The, the whole script just falls apart the more you think about it. Um, but you're right, Mark, uh, and you're right, Aubrey. The, fir- the first half of the movie is so strong that it practically makes up for it. Because when I was watching it, I'm in it, and I'm I'm, I'm fine with going along with these things, but right. then retrospectively sitting down to think about it, now I'm like, well, wait a minute. Why did this happen? Well, why did that happen? Why did this happen? Um, and you were right, Aubrey. I wish we learned more about her boyfriend guy or guy, the thirsty guy that wanted to be her boyfriend. Um, we never saw what he was working on. We never really learned like why he was in fashion school, blah, blah, blah. He's just basically there to be like part of the plot to move it along. So, yep. 
I don't know. I don't know. The the there, There's a lot of holes in this movie, <laughs> but it's not bad. It's not bad. Don't get it wrong. Don't get it twisted. It's not a bad movie. It's just it's got a lot of got of problems in the back half. All of that being said, we've got to score it zero out of five with zero being the worst and five being the best. Aubrey, what do you have for last night? And so it's tough. That's I'm in tough, between right? a 3.5 and a four and it, maybe a 3.75 because it's not it's not a bad movie. And the beginning is really good. And the idea is really good. The actors are really good. It's just there is a lot of issues with the writing. So 3.75? 3.75. Perfect. All right. Mark Ellis Reagan. Yeah, I agreed. It, there's definitely issues with the writing. Uh, you know, because it's it's it has like horror elements. And whenever I watch a horror movie, you have to forgive like certain things just because that has to happen because it's a horror movie. So I'm going to give this one a pass on a lot of that stuff. I'm going to give it a four out of five only because, like I said, I enjoyed it. I'm definitely going to go see it again. I'm definitely going to buy it. But I don't know if anyone else would think that it's a four out of five movie. It's probably going to be a three, maybe a two and a half for everyone else. For me, I'm going to give it a four out of five. Yeah, um, I am right there with you, Mark. I am also a four out of five for this movie. Um, The good just so outweighs the bad. And like I said, when I was watching it, I wasn't like, oh, it's stupid. Oh, why this happened? Uh, uh, Oh, It's just sitting down and thinking about it in retrospect, but it's just it's a great movie. It's a really fun, enjoyable watch, at least for me. Um, Annie Taylor-Joy is hot. Uh, You know, Edgar Wright's a great filmmaker. It's definitely, definitely, definitely a good movie, in my opinion. So I am four out of five. But much like Malignant earlier in the year, which Aubrey did not watch, um, I I can't say it's a recommendation to everybody because, again, you're right. um, I've seen people that I'm even that I'm friends with on on Letterboxd um, everywhere from like one star up to five stars. So it's all over the place. It's not really a horror movie. So I think if you're expecting it to be a horror movie, that might really temper you down. But it's my your mileage may vary. But for me, it's a four out of five. So, yeah, there's there's a certain frequency that this movie kind of rides on. And if you if it hooks you in and you're down for it, then you can enjoy it. But if you, you know, if you start like really looking at it, like you said, Joe, you start really looking at it, it's going to fall apart. Yeah. So I, I can't say it's a recommend for everybody, but I think it's at least worth checking out. So four out of five for me, and that is going to do it. That's our review of last night in Soho, the newest movie by Edgar Wright. Um, in lieu of recommendations this week, I want to know from you guys, Aubrey, Markellis, as we wrap it up before we tap it up, what's your uh, favorite Edgar Wright movie? Uh, this is a really, really hard question, dude. Is That's why I asked. This it. is super difficult because cause Shaun of the Dead is like – that's a 10 out of 5 movie. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> but then Hot Fuzz is also like on a whole nother realm. But, ah, shit. I don't know. I'm going to say, god damn it. All right. I'm going to say Shaun of the Dead is probably my favorite, favorite one with Scott Pilgrim like right underneath it. Like right knocking on the door of it. All right. That's fair. That's fair. Aubrey, what about you? Shaun of the Dead is the only movie I've made it through, so I I gotta go with that. The other one is I started Scott Pilgrim, fell asleep, um, oh, stopped yeah. paying attention. I don't think I've ever seen Hot Fuzz. Fuzz. Um, <laughs> I think I refused to watch Baby Driver. 
This is this is where I insert Natalie Portman. You're breaking my heart. Anakin, you're breaking my heart. You're going down a path I can't follow. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I guess that's two Shaun of the Dead's then. Um, Wow. Okay. Well, my favorite thing is not really an Edgar Wright movie, but it's when people go to SoWizardPodcast.com where they can find the podcast every week and links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page. There's movie reviews. There's comic reviews. There's so much more at SoWizardPodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Good Pods, Podbean, just about anywhere under the sun you find podcasts. We will be there. Check out our YouTube channel. Go to YouTube.com backslash SoWizardPodcast. As Markella said earlier, there's hours of free exclusive content there, interviews, unboxings, trailer reactions, and more. If you'd like to support us monetarily, you can get extra exclusive content at patreon.com backslash Podcast. It's the only place to hear our reviews of things like Star Wars Visions and Squid Game and coming up this month, Home Sweet Home Alone. <laughs> So sorry, guys. So go to patreon.com backslash so is your podcast. You can support the show monetarily and get extra exclusive stuff. Um, I also want to shout out a really good friend of the show. So is your family member, Tim Jones. He's going to be at Rhode Island Comic Con this weekend coming up as we record this. If you are in the area and go into the show, he's going to be at the National Cartoonist Society booth, which is number 521. He's going to be there all weekend. Obviously, we're going to go visit him, but go check out his Sour Grapes comic strip, which is syndicated nationally and is hilarious, and he'll have cool stuff for sale. So check out Tim Jones. Check out us at Rhode Island Comic Con. We'll be there on Saturday. Myself and Adam will be gathering tons of content for you. And as for my favorite Edgar Wright movie, I got to tell you, he's got a pass for life for me, despite having made the terrible Scott Pilgrim movie. I I will punch you through the microphone if I could. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, uh, Baby Driver, all uh, five out of five movies to me. Uh, and my favorite is Baby Driver. Wow. That's a that's a that's a ballsy choice, dude. I do love Shaun of the Dead and I do love Hot Fuzz. And I watched Hot Fuzz with uh, the kids probably about two or three months ago. And it more than holds up. Um, I want to watch Shaun of the Dead with them actually coming up soon. But and it was on at the gym the other day. So I was watching it. While I was on the treadmill. But I, I if I'm sitting down thinking about types of movies I like and everything all together and you put aside the fact that two people in the movie have been accused of sexual assault. Um, Baby Driver is the best movie. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even thinking it. Yeah, it's it's a tough it's a tough nut to crack, unfortunately, but. That's it. That's it. That is it. Episode number 378 is in the books for the So Wizard podcast. I have been your host, Joey DiCarlo, my co-host, back from assignment. We are glad you're back, Aubrey, the queen of all nerds. I live to see another day. <laughs> and the experts, Mr. Marquis Marcellus Reagans. Uh, hopefully, we'll get the hold on to Aubrey for a little bit longer this time. Uh, everybody, have yourself a great week and Wakanda forever. We'll see you guys next week. Get your tomatoes out and make sure they're either ripe or rotten because it's time for Eternals. Good journey. <laughs>